This stinks. You want me to be honest? This this stinks. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. You're listening to the newly reborn DK Sports Radio. This is the Daily Shot podcast that shows up in your devices every Monday through Friday for better or worse. And I promised you when I launched this program that you'd get all versions, all sides, all everything. Uh, whatever it is that I'm thinking, whatever it is that I'm feeling, it was going to be authentic. I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to manufacture anything. This stinks. This was supposed to be the day that it really felt like sports came back. Yeah, the Pirates are over at PNC Park. They've been there for a couple of days going through some some testing and some pre-camp work and everything, but today was the day that summer camp, as Major League Baseball is calling it, was supposed to open to everyone, so to speak. And it's still going to go on, but the Pirates are going to be alone among the 30 teams in being unable to open the camp to media and to other outsiders because of the Allegheny County mandate that went out yesterday prohibiting in-restaurant dining, bars, other congregations of 25 or more, and it was determined as a result that uh, even though PNC Park obviously can hold a lot more than 25 people, that the baseball team was going to have to comply with the county regulation. I'm not here to complain about that. We dug that hole ourselves with the bar scene on the south side and in Oakland. And anybody who tells you, by the way, that it was the protests or whatever or something else doesn't understand how contact tracing works. These weren't politicians figuring this out. They went and actually asked these people who were diagnosed with coronavirus, where were you? And that's where they were. They were at bars on the south side and in Oakland. And anybody who has seen the scenes on the south side in Oakland in the past couple of weeks, compared to the scenes at the protests where nearly everybody was wearing a mask, knows what the truth is on this stuff. Again, setting that stuff aside, this stinks. Because the same person who believes that sports should absolutely be back under these circumstances. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm wondering if it's going to happen. And that's mostly because a lot of this has been fueled by perception. The fact that maybe people are going to look past the actual logistics that are involved in sports and all of the processes and all the testing and everything else that goes into it I think that matters a lot. I think perception is going to be something that carries the day, and I think we're going to need a reversal here in the days to come, uh, not just in the the blazing hot spots like Florida, Texas, Arizona, to a lesser extent California, North Carolina is starting to take off in that regard. A lot of this is in the South, but now you're also seeing, because we as Americans will move around, that there's going to be an impact on us Northern states too. And 
I, I don't even know what to say this morning. I, I really don't. Um, I didn't take this particularly well. That's just me being honest with you. Um, I had allowed myself to get excited. I had allowed myself to start anticipating doing my job again, having our staff do their jobs again, having life and business and everything else get to normal. And I'm not suggesting that my job's any more important than than yours or anybody else's. I'm just speaking from my own perspective. I also was enjoying looking around and seeing other businesses get back on their feet again. I live in the Strip District. I'm right next to downtown. We do all of our shopping, all of our existence as a family through the smaller businesses right down here in the heart of the city. It was wonderful seeing the smiles on everybody's faces again. And then this. And at some point or other, it has to change. At some point or other, we, not so much as Pittsburghers, but really as Americans, have to start looking at ourselves, have to start asking ourselves the hard questions. How did we get here? I'm not talking about coronavirus. You know I'm not talking about coronavirus. How did we get here? How did we get to the point where we are so radically divided that even on an issue that should be universally unifying, like a global pandemic, that we are the one country in the world that decided to take sides on this issue. I'm not taking sides. To me, if you're getting into the political extremes, both sides are equally guilty in this regard. Because if you're the side that says, I'm not wearing a mask, you're a big part of the problem. But if you're also the side that's making fun of the people that aren't wearing the masks, or you're using it for your own political gain or your own political purposes, you're also part of the problem. If that sounds like I'm trying deliberately to play both sides, so be it. I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care about politics in this context. I don't care about them in most contexts. I do care about right and wrong, and I do care about smart and dumb. And you know what the rest of the world thinks of us right now? They think we're dumb. We're not allowed to cross the border into Canada. Did you know that? Canada. We're not allowed to cross the border as travelers into Canada. You're allowed to go in if you're doing work. But if you say, hey, I just want to see Montreal or see Toronto, you're turned away at the border. You're an American. They don't want you there. Because they see the country as being unable or unwilling to control this virus. We're not allowed into the European Union. The European Union. Mind you, do you know how many countries are in the European Union? Do you know that they will not allow American travelers right now? We're being laughed at here. Again, spare me the politics. I know that's what almost everybody's hearing when I say this. Just leave it out for a second. Just think of us as Americans. Think of us as... Think of us as what we used to be. 
think of us as one group. Think of us as one country that was the, I was about to say the proudest country, but even that doesn't matter how proud we were. It was that it was justifiable. It's that we knew it, we believed it, because there was so much to it. It wasn't just about saying it. It wasn't about just waving the flag. It was that we were that most honorable citizen. We were that country that everybody was looking up to. What are we right now? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just know that I can't cross the border into Canada to go take a few pictures. I can't go overseas. And it's because they're looking at me as some lesser entity. Because I'm American. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with being right now in this city, understanding that there are people who don't get or don't want to get that they're costing other Pittsburghers their livelihoods. That's what they're doing by being idiots, by saying, I'm too tough to wear a mask, or I don't need to do this, or... Why don't you blame it on this instead of blaming it on that? As if that matters right now. How about this? Put on a mask, let's talk about it. But put the mask on first. Wash your hands, stay six feet away from people. This thing isn't going away because we shake our fist at it or because we say, I'm an American and I'm free and this and this, such and such amendment or whatever else. None of that applies here. It's a virus. It's a medical thing. It's a medical condition. It's a disease. It's spreading. And it's spreading like crazy in our country. Have you seen the graphic? Have you seen the graphic that shows the rest of the world's curve right now on coronavirus? It's like diving off Niagara Falls. It's just going down, 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 down. One country, one country stands alone in spiking straight upward, the exact opposite trajectory. And that's the United States of America. India and Brazil are having their own issues right now, but the United States of America is the one that's standing out. We've lost infinitely more lives than any other country. We've got infinitely more cases than any other country. And right now, with the curve... It's not about testing. It's not about the extra tests. It's just not. They're testing people all over the world. Our rate of positivity is up within those tests. We had a group of clowns in Alabama. I think it was teenagers at a frat party or something who were actually having, they called it a COVID party. There was more than one of these where they were actually trying to see who could infect somebody else first? This was like cool or something. And I understand this is a goofy outlier. It's a freak story or whatever. But think about whatever thought process made that seem even peripherally okay. I want things to get back to normal. I believe for the longest time that they would, certainly here in Pittsburgh. But we blew that. We blew that. We blew that here. 
We're blowing it all across the south of the United States. And as such, we're putting the entire country back at risk again. With the very real chance, we're not going to be able to control it. I know hospitalizations are really low. Deaths keep falling as opposed to rising. But anybody who understands anything about epidemics knows that there's a lag. Once you have a rise in cases, within two to three weeks, you're going to see a rise in deaths. How people haven't figured that out yet, now, I, I don't understand. But that's, that's the truth. So wait until the end of this month and you're going to see a rise in deaths because all of these cases are going to end up leading to something. Even if it's younger people getting infected now, eventually they're going to go say hello to grandma. They're going to go visit a nursing home or work at a nursing home. I, I just... I really, I, I don't know what else to say this morning. Um, I do have a second segment coming up. It's somewhat about baseball. It's on a completely different subject, so if this one turns you off, you can feel free to hang on through to the next one. Sorry, I did promise you that's how this show was going to be. We'll be back. baseball as I promised although this is going to be well off the beaten path unless of course you consider the beaten path as it relates to baseball around here to be just pounding relentlessly on Bob Maddox this is what happened this was yesterday on social media Ken Rosenthal the best baseball reporter in the country a friend of mine and a really big supporter of what this site has achieved. So all due context here, put out on Twitter that the Pirates have a scout in Venezuela who'd come down with coronavirus and that the scout had a GoFundMe page. For those of you who don't know what GoFundMe is, it's basically a way of asking for donations. It's when you're in trouble uh, it's a way to, for people to easily contribute to your cause. And this scout, Jesse Nava is his name, based in Venezuela, had a GoFundMe page started by the entity just described itself as MLB Scout, singular. So the immediate and natural presumption there is, wow, MLB Scout, well, that's what this guy is. So he started his own GoFundMe page. And of course, since Bob Nutting is his evil Mr. Burns-like owner, then that means that the pirates aren't paying the guy's bills. They've just basically left him to rot and die. And it goes exactly where you would expect on social media. The story just blows up. Everybody is this and that, nutting pirates. How can you, da-da-da-da-da-da, and you're laying off employees and you're everything else. By the time I do see this thing, I do get in touch with the team and I start asking questions because the whole thing seems kind of fishy because I know from people in the Pirates' employee, including people who are working for them in other countries where things can get a little bit complicated as it relates to insurance and so forth, that the Pirates have always taken not good care of these people but great care of them. I didn't have to guess at this. I didn't have to hear it from PR. I'd heard it from them. 
I've been in the Dominican Republic. I've been in Mexico. I've met these scouts. I've met these people. They've always praised the way the pirates have taken care of them. So the, the thing struck me as a little bit fishy. So I do reach out and I ask, and it turns out that the scout, Jesse Nava, received not one but two extra payments in addition to the insurance that he absolutely was having covered. Again, insurance is a little bit different in Venezuela, but the pirates take care of those payments to make sure that everybody is safe and healthy and protected, not just from coronavirus, but in general. In addition to that, the team on its own sent two additional payments to make sure that everything was covered. So why the GoFundMe page? What happened here? Well, it turns out it wasn't Jesse Nava's page. It turns out that there's a network of scouts, and if you know anything about the scouting community, they stick together. They are a brotherhood. And that might apply double for those who are based in other countries. Jesse Nava is part of that brotherhood. So when the brotherhood found out that Jesse had this condition, the brotherhood decided on its own to start this page, hence the term MLB Scout. Why they left it singular, I don't know, but they did. So the GoFundMe page is put in place, and they take up their own collection to try to help out a brother. A reporter sees the GoFundMe page. Everything in the world that's related to coronavirus right now is enormous news. This was the first person of any kind at any level of the Pirates organization who's been knowingly diagnosed with this condition. And the thing just mushrooms. It just takes off. Why? I don't know. Twitter, gotta win, gotta be first, gotta, you know... Have your name attached to, you know, the big story here. And again, Ken gets way more big stories than most people. So it's not like he needed it. And I'm not going to try to get into why he did it. But what bugs me ultimately out of this is that everybody pounces on it. Everybody jumps on it. I end up going on to Twitter myself and I put together a string of three tweets that explained what the truth was about this. And I laid it out for everybody. Virtually no reaction. None. Why? Because there's a narrative in place that we all believe, or most of us anyway, and we hate when people tell us things that don't match that. That's where we've gotten as a society. I'm not even talking about sports now. I'm talking about everything. That's where we've gotten, where we hear something that aligns with what we already thought and we jump on it. Yes, this is it. This is true. I love this. And you RT it like crazy, and you share it, and you repeat it, and sing about it, and whatever else. And the moment it swings back, eh, it wasn't such a big deal anyway. Eh, whatever. He's still a cheapskate. Look, if you hate Bob Nutting, if you hate his stewardship of the team, you should welcome whenever things like this do get corrected. Because ultimately, you're going to want for whatever it is that makes him look bad to be a real thing. The more of these kinds of things that get floated out there, 
and end up blowing up in someone's face, the better he looks. Look at it from that standpoint. If you can't look at it from the simple standpoint that, well, you know what? I would just rather find out what's true. How about that? Wouldn't you rather have found out that the pirates actually do take care of their people and they did send two extra payments to a guy on their own who'd come down with coronavirus in another country? Wouldn't you rather believe that about your favorite team or would you rather believe that they're the, you know, this hellspawn demon or something? Hey, and on that happy note, <laughs> I'm headed to the ballpark. I hope you also have a very good Friday. And thank you so much for listening to this show. We'll talk again on Monday. Hey.